Welcome back to the It's a Classic podcast. I'm your host, Zion Lashua, and I am once again joined by my good friend, Nicholas Kahn. Uh, Nick, say hi. So, wait a minute, What? It's a little Latin. It's a little, uh, I, I'm, I'm, oh, uh, good, good. I'm using my You're knowledge. I realized I, was, I, was, I had too many vanilla hellos, so I, uh, I figured I would uh, use, use my little bit of knowledge. To, okay, to good. Greeting. To spice it up. No, it's good. And I'm, and I'm excited to have you back so we can continue through the story of The Golden Ass, which we started last episode and are going to continue this, this episode to see how far we can get and maybe conclude it next episode. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's, it's, uh, we're, we're, it's, it's free art. We are, are feeling it out. Last episode, we started the story of The Golden Ass and we met our main character of Lucius. He... Lucius. He heard a bunch of stories from people, a lot of them revolving around magic and how dangerous magic can be and getting turned into things and all sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then, <laughs> to continue on that same narrative, he well, first he was duped into thinking he had killed three people when actually he had just sliced up a bunch of wineskins. Yeah, an awful April Fool's Day, if I've yeah. ever seen one. And then he... And then he heard that... Then he went, him and... Uh, oh, God. I already forgot her name. Photos, well, I think right. you're skipping over the most important part, which is that Milo has a real sensitivity to virgins uh, <laughs> right, and the yeah. lack of furniture. I think that that is, is that's the, the important detail. Over- <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So we we meet Milo, the the next central character of the story, mm-hmm. and he has a, he has a servant named Fotis. Fotis and Lucius really hit it off. Fotis then tells Lucius that. Um, Pamphile, the wife of Milo, can do magic. They spy on her and see her turn into a, an owl. Then Lucius is like, oh, I want to be an owl too. So then Fotis goes and gets him the magic ointment, rubs it on him. Then he turns into not an owl, but a donkey. And then some robbers come and steal who knows what from Milo <laughs> because he doesn't own anything. Yeah. Well, the one chair. The one chair was probably they all stole of the, it. They stole the he one He probably chair. hid his money under the cushions on the chair. It was the only place that he could put it. Oh, it's like, it's like Mr. Krabs and his mattress. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then the robbers steal Lucius because they need a, a donkey to carry all the stuff. they The, the chair, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, that's man. where we left off. And that today was a we're heck gonna... of a cliffhanger. I was, I was very nervous. I know. It's like, oh, me. what's going to happen? So I think, I think, I think that's a good, good recap. So are you ready to jump into the, uh, the next segment of the story of Lucius? Let's do it. Let's. Are we are we in book three now, or are we still in the midst of what book are we on? We are just about to start book four. Book four. Okay. Episode four. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're ready to hear the rest of it because the continuation of the Golden Ass. It's a classic. Yeah, we're just let's just like jump right into it. So, yeah. starting book four, Lucius has just been carried off by the robbers off into the countryside. And the next day, around noon, the robbers stop in a village, and the robbers and the villagers apparently were in league with each other. Like Lucius observes this, 
and like oh. the villagers like take all the stuff from the robbers and go and like hide it and the robbers like allow their donkeys to go graze and stuff and Lucius he finds an open door to a kitchen and he eats all the vegetables inside because he didn't want to eat grass because he was like oh I'm not I'm above eating grass at least he's for now. better than that even on the donkey level it's not that he's a former human it's just he knows that he's a classy donkey who deserves oh yeah vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> he sees the other donkeys uh, and he's just like oh man he's like despicable yeah <laughs> As as he was like looking around, uh, he he wandered back around and he was looking for roses. He was like, "Okay, I'm like the robbers are gone right now. If I can find some roses, because you'll remember that if he eats roses, he'll turn back into a human. That's what Fotis told him. Yeah. Uh, and so he's looking around for roses, and as he was looking, uh, the villager whose kitchen he had just raided uh, comes back and is like, "Oh my god, a donkey just ate all my vegetables!" and starts to beat him. <laughs> no. Uh, Lucius, though, doing what like donkeys do, kicks the villager in the head and like nearly kills him. Oh my god, he is more so... powerful than ever before. So yeah, I guess that villager just like collapses on the floor in a pool of blood, and then the rest of the villagers come and swarm on Lucius and they tie him up. They're like, oh god, he's like a feral rabid donkey. Do we get the idea that he like didn't know his own strength and it was just like an accident <laughs> kind of thing, or was he just he was like, it's it's blood time, man. Like <laughs> I'm going all in. I think it was definitely, like, instinct. I don't think he knew necessarily how much damage he would... Because, you know, as it stands right now, if I were to kick someone, they'd probably just be like, ah, I mean, that, like, barely hurt. I've been um, kicked by a human man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, ah. But if you're kicked by, like, a donkey, they've got, like, reinforced feet. So they would have beat him up. But <laughs> but Lucius, at that very moment, released a colossal steaming dump, which sprayed on all of them, driving them off. So he he, like, sprayed them all. With, oh with with poop, yeah. And 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 the thing is, too, he just stole the food from this guy as well. So there's just a, <laughs> so, a quick digestive process going into that. I guess so. Uh, and so they all just, like, ran away. They were just like, ah, you know, we don't care that you, oh, like, almost killed this dude. That's, like, stinky. So we're not, we're no yeah, longer it's, interested. It's too sticky. It's too overpowering. See, that's not a unique donkey power, though. If humans were to do that, if, no. if a person were to... Uh, that's true he, so that one's not an so far i mean <laughs> that's true uh so the next morning he wasn't able to find any roses the robbers loaded him and the other beasts of burden up again and continued so they were just like resting in that village they were like that wasn't their final destination uh and it was a full day of, of riding before they arrived at their actual base which was a cool mountain with like a cave inside of it and around the cave entrance there was like a fence and a hut so they have a cool little like mountain village as their robber base that's awesome that's super cool yeah and then atop the mountain was actually a tower that would give the view of the surrounding area in case like other people were coming to take their stuff so they had like a pretty sick setup yeah the robbers have the right idea like somebody should have built a village there in the first place especially the tower that sounds cool when the robbers arrived an old woman came out and they began to insult her uh demanding a proper greeting so like she just came out and was like hello welcome and they were like how dare you not welcome us better yeah oh my god and then she's like, oh, I've prepared this giant feast for all of you. Uh, and they were like, oh, sick. So then they wash up and they go and they start to eat. Meanwhile, I wonder Lucius, if she's related. Is she related? Is she like a, is she an aunt? Is she a grandma that's, that's living I, there? She is like. The robber queen? A, she's in an, a servant to them, but I don't actually know her relation. Like how she ended up serving a, a band of robbers. So meanwhile, while the robbers are eating their feast prepared by their mystery old lady, mm-hmm. uh, Lucius was tied up outside of the camp. And then while he was out there, another band of robbers returned. Oh, no. 
and then <laughs> sat down with sat down with the first band of robbers and then the oh, two okay. start telling stories about each other like they're like they're like oh like you should have heard this story about our experience or this one um mm. Obviously, it was the other group sharing a story because the group that we know had nothing notable to talk about, right? Yeah. They just, like, stole a chair from a dude and left. Like, nothing crazy happened. We stole this donkey that almost killed a guy, but then the donkey I, got I, away because he, <laughs> he poked a lot. I guess that's true. That is, that is <laughs> yeah. a story. Uh, so there were a lot of stories, but I picked out the best one. Um, so this is the story. So, you know, we're going into another little inception within the story. Uh, this is called The Bear of... I always do this. This story is called The Bear of Democares. We're going to go with that. So Democares was a rich patron who organized gladiatorial matches. Mm. Uh, Recently, he had spent a ton of money to get bears to fight the gladiators. Uh, But basically, all of the the bears had died of a disease, right? So he wasn't able able to get bears to fight the gladiators. I don't know what kind of bears are indigenous to that region anyways. They're probably far from home. I mean, there are stories, there are, there's like some documented stuff about the levels of like in, in like Rome proper, like the, the, the stuff that would happen like in the actual Colosseum, the level of, there was an entire profession of people who would go out to really far lands and capture like really obscure animals and bring them back like leopards and things like that. Right. Or, um, there are stories of, of, they would bring, they brought bears back, um, then they've also they of course this is like a famous one they would flood the Colosseum and do like little naval battles in the Colosseum too. Um, That's cool. Almost like I, cool. Even, almost on par with the cheesemongers and and their uh, <laughs> and their and their whole thing showmanship. <laughs> so the robbers they had heard this they were like oh this guy wants bears I know what we should do. Uh, they took a dead bear body because there were so many just outside this dude's house right like you go outside this dude's house there's a pile of dead bears because he was like ah my bears are dying. So they, they they grabbed one of the bears, they skinned it, and then they had their best man, whose name was Thrasy Leon, uh, climb inside and pretend to be a bear. Oh my goodness. So okay. they then they then like went to Demokares and was like, "Oh, look at this great bear we have to sell you!" And he was like, "Oh, amazing! All my other bears died." I feel uh, like at this point in time, the guy in the bear suit is starting to be like, "Hmm, I don't know, I don't know if this is a good plan if I'm getting sold." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but I think in this, I think, I think the story might be an homage to a more famous tale because then that night Thrasy Leon then exits the bear costume or he exits the cage and then opens the door to let the robbers into Demacaris's house. So he, he Trojan bared his way into this rich estate. And so then the thieves, right, they go in and they make off with all the loot and they're like, oh yes. But then, so this is why I, I, I misspoke when I said he took off his bear costume. He didn't. Uh, because oh, no. a, ser- a servant is like walking around at night and he sees the bear outside of the cage and he's like, oh my God, the bear's escaped. And so then he raises the <laughs> alarm. Yeah. And so then all sorts of soldiers and like guards come to like mm-hmm. come to, to corner the bear. To vanquish so, the bear, yeah. So then Thrasy Leon, he's like, oh, they're all going to be focused on me. So if I distract them, my like robber friends can escape with all the loot. So he starts roaring and attacking everybody like a bear. Mm-hmm. And... Then the guards like amp up their whole thing and they sick dogs on him. And then the dogs tear Thrasy Leon apart uh, as his friends run away. You think then that they would notice that it wasn't a bear if they were tearing him apart, but they don't go into that. Calling off the... The, This bear sure is screaming an awful lot in in regular words, but I mean... Ah, please, please stop the dogs. 
I'm also just like envisioning maybe Thrasileon had like a great physicality and just like really committed to the bit in terms of like going around on all fours, like really replicating the roar. But I'm also just envisioning this scene as a bear on its two legs and like like almost like the ridiculousness <laughs> yeah, yeah. of those Velociraptor suits. Kind of, I'm just imagining oh, that, sure. but in kind of bear form, just trying to run what, around. What, what I'm imagining is he's really committing to it, but then there's just a very obvious like zipper on his back or something, and like no one's yeah. noticing it. Yeah. Um. So they, the robbers, then all they honored Thrasy Leon, who like kept his word to the end, like for the heist. Um. So that that was like the story that the that the that the bands like told each other right as they were eating. Yeah. Uh. So that's the end. It's a pretty quick story, but I thought it was pretty cool. So I had to include that one. You mentioning it as a heist also just immediately like took, <laughs> took me into the like Thrasileon at the beginning had like the montage kind of bit too of like, okay, here's how it's gonna <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts so away first, to him just getting like, like, <laughs> like yeah, I love that trope. I love that trope of them like explaining the plan, right? But then the plan then happens as they explain it. So you don't even watch them do the plan. You just like watch mm-hmm. them explain it, but then it just happens that way. So and first... then we take the detour into the docks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first I'm going to get a bear. We're going to skin it. I'm going to enter the bear, then enter the house under the cover of night <laughs> under the guise of being sold as a bear. I'm going to let you all in. Then I'm going to be torn apart by dogs while you get away with the loot. Sounds good. We're... Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> like this is his pitch. He gives to a bunch of other people. He's like, I'm in. Yeah, and he's able to do it twice because once he's in the bear, I'm in the bear. Now I'm in yeah. the house. <laughs> <laughs> True. He like radios like, I'm in the bear. I'm in the bear in the house. Yeah, exactly. Russell Leon, we know. We know, <laughs> we know you're in the bear. Also, how are we communicating? Um, so then the robbers went to sleep, right? They finished their, their meal. And then Lucia starts munching on some bread that he found. The next morning, uh, the robbers left. And then returned later with a kidnapped girl of noble birth named uh, Charite or Charity. It's not with a Y. It's like Cher- Charite E. So Charite. But uh, Char- her name is not Charite. Uh, I'm sure it's probably like Charity or Charite. Yeah, probably Charite. Um, I'm going to go with Charite. It sounds the nicest. They So they kidnapped her because they wanted to ransom her, right, for money. Mm-hmm. And they threw her into a cell near enough to Lucius that he could hear her wailing at her own misfortune. Oh. Uh, the robbers were like, oh, my God, she's so annoying, crying so much. <laughs> they sent the old the old woman to go, like, comfort her so she would stop crying. Yeah. Um, in order to comfort her, the woman, the old woman, tells her the story of Cupid and Psyche, uh, which I won't go into here because it's really long. Uh, but also, I'm saving that for a future episode. Ooh, Ooh intrigue. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for, for the next part. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's the story isn't doesn't really have that much bearing over the overall narrative, but it's just kind of like... So that 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 takes up all of book five, the story of Cupid and Psyche. So then we're already into book six. Oh wow! Um, so at the, at the end of the story, right? So the the old woman has finished telling Charite this story to try to comfort her, and as she's listening to the story, Charite has like stopped crying. <laughs> and at the end of the story, the robbers returned with some more loot from a new job. Like they're just like doing jobs like all over the place, I guess. And uh, hopefully, they, they don't grab- have the same body rate. From uh, from from the <laughs> like we just lose one guy every 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 time. One guy has to go to the bear suit. <laughs> that, like they don't know any other heists. Like the only method they know is like okay, we get someone in a bear suit and then we're golden. 
Yeah, some kind of animal suit. We might lose them. We might not. Like, just every time they come back, there's just one less member unexplained every time. <laughs> and, like, the first time the story was told, it was really cool. But then, like, the second time, it's like, okay, so the plan was this dude wanted to buy raccoons, but they were all dying. So we took a guy and we put him in a raccoon skin. And then, like, it's like, oh, so it's just the same story again. But raccoons are small, so we had to just sew a bunch of them together so he looked like a <laughs> yeah. herd of raccoons. So he was a huge <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> Um, so they, they grabbed Lucius and they brought him, uh, they loaded him with like all the loot that they had just got. Mm-hmm. And as they went, they talked about Lucius. They were like, oh man, this donkey's like super useless. Uh, like, and he's bad luck. We haven't had a real score since he showed up. Um, which I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they've, they've robbed two people. They have a, uh, they have royalty in their midst. Uh, unappreciated. That's true. What they got. Uh, th- then they said, we'll get him back tomorrow. Uh, we'll throw him off a cliff as as revenge for him being bad luck. I feel like so that's, Luci- that's worse bad luck. I don't know. Throwing something off a cliff. I don't. I don't see how that right? would change my luck. So Lucius is like, oh god, they're gonna kill me tomorrow. <laughs> so he's just like he's stressing, he's sweating, mm-hmm. and so they return back to the camp. I don't really know why they needed to load him up with the loot, but anyway. Um. Oh no. Wait. Oh, I see. They, they had taken Lucius with them to, like, get the loot from the other location and brought him back to the primary location. They brought him and to the secondary location. They brought him to the back. secondary location. Exactly. So the robbers left again, but this time they left Lucius at the camp. They didn't need him for this, like, event, whatever they were going to do. So yeah. he's like, okay, I got I to gotta escape now because otherwise they're going to throw me off a cliff tomorrow. Yeah. So he, he pulled at his bridle and he, rest, he, wrestled, he wrestled himself free from, like, his, his, his bonds. And the old woman freaked out and was like, oh, no, he's escaping. So he, yeah. she, like, grabs his, um, like, his rope, right? The one that's like that was, like, holding him. Yeah. Uh, and she held on as he just, like, ran around around the camp dragging her to, like, try oh, to get no. her to let go. Um, this is a strong – wow. Very committed. Yeah. Once once again in the same vein of the Iliad with um, dragging Hector's body around, you know, very much, very reminiscent – um, oh I man, I Hector, can't believe right? I didn't see the parallel between Lucius as a donkey <laughs> dragging an old woman and one warrior <laughs> dragging another one around the camp. But now that's that is literary genius right there. Uh, it's true. Mwah. All you need is illusion to make something profound. It's true. I mean, dude, honestly, like illusion to me has always been the most fun literary device to find. I'm like, yo, it's the Bible, and I'm just like, it's I Jesus, did it. man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you don't really like say anything like in like at least in like middle school and high school, right. When you had to like find these kind of literary, like they'd be like, find the literary devices in this. I'd just be like, you don't like do that much by doing that. You're just like, uh, they talk about the Bible here. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh, nice. No, like great Gatsby. Um, I think it's, it's a sad disservice, but I can't tell you how many essays there are on the colors of great Gatsby. And it, like probably <laughs> some of it's green, true, yeah, yeah. but you're just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Forget, forget your like personality quiz or your like, um, your star sign. Tell me what you wrote your great Gatsby essay about, and that'll tell me all I need to know about you. Oh, man. I wrote mine about Owl Eyes, who was like a weird side character that showed up three times. I remember being weirdly defensive of Gatsby. We don't have to go far into this aside, but I remember (laughs) being like, I don't think he's that bad of a dude. (laughs) I don't know if I should buy that. He's just just like a simp, isn't he? He just really wanted Daisy really bad, and so he just like... He just got rich so that he could then be like, uh, maybe Daisy will come to my party Ooh, or yeah. whatever. I don't know. I, remember I don't remember Greg Gatsby like, that well. This guy could have been really cool in different contexts, but he just 
made some poor choices. Mm-hmm. Also, him and Nick were definitely had the hots for each other. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh, without question, without question. Um, dude. Also, just like Achilles and Patroclus. Oh <laughs> the, my the parallel, god! The parallels continue. I mean, Fitzgerald could have solidified it if he just had Nick drag somebody's body. Or no, I guess. <laughs> Whose body would have been dragged around the Gatsby's uh, What was mansion? the name of Daisy, Daisy's husband? I don't remember his oh, name. Oh, Tom. Tom Buchanan. Yeah. He just needed to get dragged around a little bit. But the cars were there. Actually, no. That's what Myrtle... Sorry. No. We, 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 too far down <laughs> oh, the, wait, you're the right. Gatsby rabbit was a, Someone was hit by a car. Somebody oh, gets hit by a car. That's the chariot dragging. <laughs> um, anyway. This is academia. <laughs> <laughs> this is academia, dude. You thought so, there was just poop jokes from a donkey? No. We're, we're going to give no. strong literary analysis. So the old woman shrieked for help, but the robbers were all gone. And Lucius eventually silenced her with a kick to the to the temple. Uh, so she's probably she's probably dead. I didn't say, but I would imagine she is. Um, so Charite has like emboldened by this scene. She's like, oh, my God. So she like leaps up and she gets out of her like cell because I guess it wasn't that much. It wasn't guarded that well. Like it wasn't a lock. She just yeah. left. Uh, you could just push open on... the door at any moment. <laughs> Yeah, but she was, like, so sad about it. She was also super interested in the story of Cupid and Psyche. She's like, I can't break out while I still haven't heard this the end. Um, I don't know the end. So Charite, like, jumped on Lucius's back and, like, urged him onward. And the two ran off away from the robber's camp. Um, As they were riding, the Charite was, like, praying on Lucius's back. She was like, please, Lord, let me escape. Um, Or, like, you know, or something to that effect. I don't remember the actual... A very thorough prayer. Also, when you say <laughs> Lord, are you talking about Jesus? Because I don't think I, that's what's happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zeus. Which Lord are we talking? Jupiter. Jupiter, Lord Apollo, um, and any of the above. She was like, anybody who will listen, I don't want, do not want to be go back to the robbers. Speed dial Olympus, um, please. <laughs> so they then reached a crossroads, and the girl was like, "All right, let's let's go this way. That's the way to my village." Um, but then Lucius knows, he's like, oh my God, wait, no, that's the same way the robbers went to collect the loot. Um, and so Lucius is like, nay, I guess whatever, like, I guess like, <laughs> that's what like horses say. I don't do donkeys anyway. Yeah. Um, so he tries to resist, uh, but she's like, no, 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 we gotta go this way. So then they, <laughs> they go, they go that way. Then they ride down this pathway for a while, eventually coming face to face with the robbers coming back with their bags of loot. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just play casual. Just play cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, have we met? Do we know you? No, I don't. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the robbers then grabbed them and forced them back to the hideout, finding the old woman dead. Oh, she was dead. Uh, <laughs> the robbers. That was that was unrelated. Best. She she died later. It, it wasn't because of the kick to the head. <laughs> she was like, man, my head really hurts, and she decided to make herself a sandwich, but then she accidentally yeah. lit a fire. And <laughs> so, Nick, I want you to guess what they did with her body. They they made it into a suit to wear so that they could break <laughs> in. To... <laughs> she had been a servant for a wealthy family. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, I'm trying to guess. <laughs> They, no, they that's... put her, her inside the bear. <laughs> no, that was actually so much better than what I thought. That's so much better than the reality. No, all they did was they just threw her body off a cliff. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Somebody got, got thrown off a cliff. Was... Yeah. Wait, were they referring to her as an old donkey? And that's what they... Oh. And that was never <laughs> that the plan? Had they just been insulting no. her? 
No, I think okay. they just like throwing things off cliffs. Okay. Is this... I, I won't ask, but I'm curious if it's a special cliff. If there's <laughs> I don't think there's a backstory to the cliff. Um, so as they ate dinner, uh, the robbers discussed how they'd punish the runaways, right? They were like, oh, how do we punish the donkey? <laughs> and ch- Which is weird that they would like punish the donkey because in their minds, why would they assume the donkey had like coherent thought to escape? But anyway... Yeah. Um, you should have known better. They, they, they like, they're like waffling between things. They're like, should we burn them? Should we crucify them? Etc. Um, one of them, one of them finally suggested, it's like, all right, here's what we'll do. We'll kill the donkey. We chop off its head and we take out the guts. Ah. We then, mm-hmm. we then put the girl inside the donkey and then sew it shut so that her head is coming out of the donkey's neck. So then it's like a, a, a horrible donkey person. And, and then we leave them in the sun to die of thirst. And then... <laughs> I, I feel like that is yeah. such a, a more detailed plan than just like, oh, we'll burn him. Ah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And just we throw him, slowly throw him the camera... Yeah, throw him off a cliff. And just like, yeah. there's a guy in the back who's just like playing with a knife or something. Like he's just, <laughs> he's got a small animal that he's messing around with. And he's like, oh, I think True. we should cut the head off the donkey. I don't know why I'm making them like semi-Australian. <laughs> no, I like goons. it. <laughs> um, I think we should, yeah, no, I, I, that's that's a good that's a good narrative. They also, you're right, they are very fixated on putting people inside of dead animals. I think it's one guy coming up with the same idea over and over again. Like, it, <laughs> they only have, I'm not going to say it's sexual, but I think that there's something happening and, yeah, and yeah, nobody's yeah. catching on to it. So the robbers cheer at this idea. They're like, yeah, we love it. That's the best idea we've heard all week. Yeah. And Lucius then whimpers. He's like, "Oh, I don't like this plan." <laughs> so I, I can't see why. <laughs> yeah, it's weak. That's actually the end Sounds of like book uh, six, and now now we're on to book seven. Ooh. Book seven. So the next morning, another robber returned and gave his report. So he had actually stayed back in Hypatia, right? Uh, mm. Which is where they stole Lucius from, where Milo lived. Yeah, uh, playing the long game to to see how far the townspeople would investigate. They were like, "Oh, are they on to us? Are they going to follow us? That kind of thing." Uh, and he discovered that everyone in the town blamed some guy named Lucius because he disappeared the night of the robbery and hadn't been seen since. So obviously he was, he was the one who stole all the stuff from Milo. Um, all the copious things, all the many, one <laughs> the <thing>. chair, <laughs> the same robber then told the band that he had just met a burly man on the road who was interested in becoming part of the crew. So he was like, Oh, on my way here, I bumped into this cool dude and he wants to join our squad. Um, oh, please let him be named Lucius. Oh, <laughs> I'm uh, seeing the scapegoat emerge. And he's like, we could use new men because a bunch of them had been lost to bear-related incidents. Ah, uh, yes, um, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. So the they don't mention it on the job interview. They just ask, yeah, yeah. like, how do you feel about being inside of uh, pelts? Oh, good, what? good. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? If it's not inside of a bear pelt, we don't want you here. Yeah, we're not interested. I'm sorry. Everybody's got to go in the pelt. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy that he brings in is huge. He, like, towers over the other men. He has just a whisper of a beard, and he's got ragged clothes. So he's just a really beefy dude. Um, Whisper of a beard. What a beautiful phrase. I think that's exactly... I think that's exact. I I I don't. I would like to take credit, but I don't think I I did. I, did. I think that's what it said in the text. <laughs> no, that's either way. Um, he introduced himself in a booming voice as Hamus of Thrace, and he's a famous thief. Oh. And he then he then gives a little bit of a backstory. He's like he basically gives him his CV, right? 
-hmm. He's like, I used to be close to the emperor, uh, but I was framed for a crime I didn't commit. So I fled. And I crossed rough waters, trained my body and mind, and founded my own band of robbers uh, that was eventually hunted down by the emperor himself. Um, I was impressed until the hunting down. Like he was, he sounded so. I trained, I trained, and I had my own yeah, band, yeah. and then I lost and them. Then I, and they all, and they, they all, they maybe died. I don't know. None of them um, made it. I don't know. I only escaped using my wit and disguising myself as a woman and riding a donkey out of the country. So uh, <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> the robbers are like, literally that's the robbers response. They're like, whoa. And they start yeah. cheering and they're like, you know what? Instead of just having you join our band, how about you're the new leader? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. The old leader is in the back. Like, yeah. <laughs> just crying. Maybe, maybe he'll have plans that don't involve going inside of bears. It doesn't surprise me, though, because these robbers seem, like, driven by good stories. So the second they have a good story from this guy, they're just like, yeah, he's going to have so much. He's going to at least a week's worth of stories for us. Mm -hmm. So they they then fill him in. It's like, oh, here's what we've been up to. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, we got this donkey and we got this girl. We're going to chop off the donkey's head tomorrow and sew the girl inside the donkey. (laughs) 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 And then Hamus Hamus is like, whoa, whoa. What now? <laughs> yeah. He's like, we should, as robbers, we should prioritize profit over everything. So what would we gain from sewing this girl inside of this donkey? And they're like, oh, that's a good point. Um, I think I should... would like it. <laughs> Satisfaction. I think I, would, I think I would gain happiness. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, we should rams- ransom her off as like you had already planned. That That's what we should do. Yeah. Um, so before they go forward, he's like, all right, so before we continue, we have to make a sacrifice to Mars to bless our endeavors. Um, now, Mars, for the Greek-centric people out there, is the god of war under Roman ideology. He's the same, basically the same as Ares for the Greeks. Very similar. Um, so they, during the prep for this, Hamus was always close to Charite, like keeping a close eye on her. Um, Hamus... Then he prepared wine for everybody, and he then killed a goat in the sacrifice for to Mars. Okay. And, uh, and Lucius is just sweating nearby at the sight of yeah, it. He's like, <laughs> I'm really glad that the donkey was the sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the robbers are celebrating, they drank, and they drank, and they drank, and he's like, oh, but Ham- then Lucius noticed that Hamus never touches a drop of the stuff. Oh. Um, soon, the robbers began dropping like flies. And as the last one fell to the ground, Hamus then turns to Charite and reveals himself as I wish his I wish his real name was easy to pronounce as Hamus. Uh <laughs> Telepolemus. Telepolemus. What? Telepolemus. Tele- T-L-E-P-O-L-E-M-U-S. So tel- tele- Telepolemus. I'm gonna call him Telepolemus. Um so Hamus then reveals himself as Telepolemus the husband of Charite. Oh, um, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What a twist. So, uh, Telepolemus ties up all the robbers because they had collapsed from drunkenness and not, not poison, which is what I thought. I thought he had poisoned the wine. Yeah, um, I thought, I was, I was expecting this was a killing thing. Hey, that was nice of him. Yeah, I mean, I guess they just got drunk, yeah. <laughs> you know? Pretty funny. And the pair then jump on the back of Lucius and they rode away, 
So it's like, yeah, is it happy? Like, so Charite obviously must have like recognized her husband, but it had kept quiet, right? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a cool little like extra narrative thread. So the trio then arrive back at the at the home village, and the entire village followed the couple back to the robbers. Where? What do you think they did to the robbers? Okay, so here's what I think that they did. I think that they cut off their heads. And... <laughs> no, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> they cut off a bunch of donkeys' heads, not Lucius though, and then they put them inside and let them get thirsty. Very close. They threw them off a cliff. <laughs> oh yes! <laughs> Poetic justice. Yeah. Good. So, oh, man. so now three of the robbers, uh, Charite and Telepolemus, got married. And hey. Lucius was given heaps of barley as a reward for his service in their escape. He was, like, treated like royalty. Good for him. Um, the village then voted. They were like, the donkey should be set free as a reward. Let's, like, let's release him out to the wild. He can do as he pleases. Um, unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way. Oh. Firstly, right? So the Charite and, and Telepolemus... Like, we're like, okay, we're going to free the donkey. They gave him to this guy. And they were like, okay, lead him out to, to the pastures. Um, yeah. This man was like, oh, but instead I could take him to my mill and hook him up to the mill and use him to grind bread. Oh, or grind, greedy, grind greedy. wheat to flour to bread or whatever. But you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, so that's what he did. He just, he took him to his mill and he tied him to the, to the mill and started grinding, having Lucius grind away to make bread. That is so... Um, that is really it's lame. Yes, yeah, lame. It's lame. Lucius is able to escape from this, though. He he escapes from the mill and he runs out to the pastures. Um, and I like I like this. So Lucius is like he's like walking around. He, he tries to get it on with some sexy mares. Um, so he sees some like female horses and he's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, Lucius, you're still a dude in there. Yeah, um, I've got questions about that. Like, is this an experimentation thing or like? I, I'm like, sure there's some level of like donkey. Uh, that's. Yeah, I'm sure there's some level of donkey instinct in him, but I'm still like, dude, you've been a donkey for like four days at most at this point. Yeah. I feel like. Are you giving um, up on. And he also had somebody that he was into back at. Uh, what was he? He did. Name? Yeah. He was he was into Fotis. Yeah. Yeah. But Fotis. Oh, wait. Why didn't Fotis. No, sorry. I'll figure things out later. <laughs> Fotis should have been like, I know Lucius didn't steal the stuff because, he, uh, turn, <laughs> because I saw him turn into, he turned a into a donkey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so as he's trying to get it on with the sexy mares, some like stallions come and those are like, those are our ladies. And they beat him up. Um, they don't say that, but if it was a Disney movie, they would have. It's implied. Um, it's implied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, a boy is passing by and sees this like beat up donkey on the side of the road and is like, perfect. And like ties him up and uses him to carry wood. I can take him um, to a mill to make some. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, except he just uses him to like, so the boy is a, is a, is like a woodsman. So he goes out to the wood and like chops firewood and brings it back to the village. So he just uses Lucius to carry his wood back and forth. Um, so the boy was cruel and awful though, and would give oh. Lucius loads that were too heavy and he would beat him all the time. Uh, See, once... when you said boy, I thought it was going to be like a sweet, like, like almost like racing stripes kind of thing. where. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, you'll never, Sadly. you'll never get into the big circus races in Rome, and it's like, no, I'm taking Lucius all the way there. <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, once he even set a coal within his load of wood, uh, causing it to catch on fire while it was on Lucius's back. So he like he loaded Lucius up with wood and then set the wood on fire just to torture the donkey. Like he's losing out on the wood that he chopped. I don't understand it. Yeah, no. Well, uh, this kid's a, this kid is 
something wrong. There's something wrong. Dude, this kid is like Sid from Toy Story. Dude, I was just about to say that he's like Sid from Toy Story. He's Sid, from, but worse because it's a living being. But, but he's <laughs> just true. like Sid. I'm imagining him exactly with the same like skull shirt on and <laughs> stuff like, like that. It's just a perfect, yeah, like transposition. Um, the boy also spread lies to his fellow herdsmen about Lucius, saying that he was unruly and violent. Um. The man was like, oh, if he's being violent and stuff, we should castrate him. That way he'll calm down. And Lucius is like, oh, no. <laughs> I promise I'll calm down, please. <laughs> <laughs> so he, this is when Lucius was like, okay, I got to get out of here. The yeah. next day, uh, the boy uh, and Lucius are up in the forest. And a bear then shows up <laughs> out of nowhere. Or or is it? Or, or is it the <laughs> return? <laughs> The return um, of the lost robber for his revenge. He's just on his so, own arc. <laughs> he's like, I never trusted that Hamus guy. I was yeah. the real leader of the robbers. The whole time. Um, the villagers didn't throw me off a cliff because they thought I was a bear. Yes. Um, so while the boy is preoccupied with the bear, Lucius breaks free of his lead and like runs. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he didn't get far because some... Other herdsmen just saw like a donkey running and they were like, oh, this guy, this donkey's probably owned by somebody. So they grab him. <sighs> Lucius cannot catch a break at all. <laughs> Dude, this is stressful. That's, that's this entire book. <laughs> it's just this over and over <laughs> and over again. Uh, sorry for spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler um, alert. So then the herdsmen went looking for the donkey, for, uh, for the boy. Oh, no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened is some random passerby found the donkey was like oh i should hold on to this donkey in case i find their owner mm-hmm. uh the boy's friends right the herdsman who had suggested castration oh, no. are like are like the boy didn't come home so they go and they look for him they then see this random guy with the donkey and they're like he must have killed our boy and stolen his donkey <laughs> oh my so God. they attack and beat up this man and then take lucius back from them um because earlier they had found the remains of the boy torn to pieces up in the forest so when they saw this man, they were like, "He he's a vicious monster who tore this poor boy to shreds and stole his donkey. Um, no, it was a bear. The kid was the vicious monster the whole time. True. Later, uh, the, boor, the boy's mother appears in Lucius's stable uh, and is really mad at him for, for causing the death of her son? Question mark? <laughs> uh, kind of understandable. I'm, I'm yeah. getting the vibes, though, of the, of the April Fool's thing where it's just like... Oh. When the mother came forward with the kid uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from when uh, he thought he had killed the three wineskins. So she tied him up. She tied Lucius up and started to beat him senseless, like within an inch of his life, eventually burning him with a hot firebrand, like over and over. Um, eventually, oh, Lucius God. could take no more. And he he pulled out his signature weapon and sprayed poop at her so she'd leave. <laughs> Um, I think he should have pulled it out a little sooner into the into this whole thing. How about, how about before she brings out the firebrand? I don't know. <laughs> Just a thought. Yeah. Maybe he had to recharge. He can only use it in really dire circumstances. <laughs> like a, there's, a, there's a special cooldown. You're right. Yeah. It's a one-time um, use every every four days. <laughs> so then that's, that's the end of book seven, man. We're already on to book eight. We're trucking. Quite um, a shitty ending. Um, to, to... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so... Um. Lucius is still kind of like enslaved to these like herdsmen, right? So he's like he's like somewhat near the the village uh, of Charite and and Telepolemus, right? Okay. So 
The next day, a slave of Charite arrives and shares the horrible news that Charite and her husband, Telepolemus, are dead. Um, so... Oh. I, I was so attached to them. They, they had such a cute love story. And... I know. No. Uh, no, one, no one gets a happy ending. So the men the lives, and the livestock gathered around the slave to hear the story. So this is another story within a story. We're getting one. Yeah. Yeah. Bring me the bad news, Zion. So it all centers around a man named Thrasilus. So he was a debaucherous and wealthy man. Um. He had wanted to marry Charite for years and years and years, but she had refused him every time. Uh, Thrasilus had arrived at the wedding of Charite and Telepolemus and uh, had faked jubilation. He was like so excited. He was like, oh man, I'm so glad for you guys. When really inside he was like, grr, I want to marry her. Um, <laughs> he managed to slowly worm his way into their inner circle and was soon thought of as a friend of the family. Like He, he had given them gifts and he had invited them over to play like ancient golf or something, you know, just like rich people yeah, stuff, yeah. I guess. Ancient Roman Yahtzee. Whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they grew so close that Telepolemus uh, was going hunting. And he was like, Thrasilus, do you want to come with me on my hunting trip? Um, and Thrasilus was like, oh, I don't know, I'm not much of a hunter, but okay, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Um, so, Telepolemus always hunt, only hunted deer, right? He, he only ever went after deer because Charite was like, was concerned. She was like, I don't want you hunting anything that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, so I heard that there deer. was a bear the next town over that ripped up. <laughs> yeah, <some> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news travels um, fast. So on this hunt, the hounds had picked up a scent that was far off. The hunting party like followed the hounds and they burst into a clearing and they saw not a deer, but a boar. Uh, and Telepolemus was like, ah, I don't do boars. Yep. So he started to like back off. Um, Too boring. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's a bad pun. I think we've no, hit the bad good. pun segment of the, my mind. Um, the boar the boar did what I want to do right now and snorted and ran off. Um, <laughs> in a reaction to that pun, uh. the so Thrasilus though his eyes light up and he turns to Telepolemus and is like, "Oh come on, we're not petrified like these slaves and women." Gesturing to like the rest of the hunting crew, I assume. And they're um, all like, "That's not cool. We're pretty. We're pretty brave." <laughs> it's like, hey. <laughs> Yeah. What makes slaves and women less brave than you? Um, you're willing to go like kill a a big pig? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> slave. We do a lot more than you. You're just you're just killing things, dude. Uh, so he's basically like, we are not like these slaves and women. We are men, and we will kill the beast. Um, so the two of them, and only the two of them, ride off. The rest of the hunting party was like, we're insulted. We're gonna stay here, I guess. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, they kill like four boars. They're like, we're gonna show this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> so they're gaining on the boar and Telepolemus throws his spear. He's like, ah, but so then Thrasilus also is like, oh man, we're going to get him and throws his spear too. But he, instead of throwing his spear at the boar, throws his spear into the horse of Telepolemus. <gasps> and so Telepolemus's horse bucks him off and he lands in a crumpled heap. Uh, the boar then turns around and charges and ravages Telepolemus with his, uh, tusks. With the tusks. Um, what a, oh my god that is so so then it's a crafty it's a crafty way to do it but oh it's also like okay. get ready for some like classic villain stuff Thrasilus then sneers and walks up to the dying telepolemus and then stabs him again for good measure oh my goodness i um, and i could just there's the evil laugh just to <laughs> i can't <laughs> he's Here, just let, like let me try my best evil laugh. oh go ahead yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, one second. 
I need to find the evil. This guy, this guy is, has taken I away. Thought, I thought you were just going to meme on me and just do like a Seth Rogen laugh. I, it might still happen. I'm like, trying to get the character, but it could laugh. be a... <laughs> I think that's all I can manage, dude. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I was going to try mean, to get into the mind of this bad guy, but I think it's... <laughs> I mean... I can't... <laughs> yeah, so Thrasilus is like total evil villain stuff. Like, um, very Game of Thrones. The pair then return, and Thrasilus is like carrying... Telepolemus' dead body and is like crying. He's like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. He died to the boar. He's really good at it. Um, so the party returns and Charite is like inconsolable. She's like, I thought my husband. Um, yeah. But Thrasilus is still like trying to slide into her DMs. Um, vile, vile. So Charite is mourning and Thrasilus is always there to comfort her. He's like, oh, if you ever need a shoulder to cry on or whatever. And Charity's like, my husband is dead. And he's like, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's already been like four hours. You should really be moving on by now. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, the only way for you to get past this grieving process is to just get, <laughs> to get over on. it. <laughs> yeah. So Thrasilus eventually, it doesn't say after how long. I don't think it's very long. He proposes. Um, oh, God. And Charite is mortified and is like, absolutely not. Get out of my house! <laughs> um, so Thrasilus, at this point, truly crosses the line into total villain territory and slaps her so hard that she passes out. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's not... It's, it's like, he's a bad dude. So yeah, now, dude. Charite realizes she's like, Thrasilus planned this whole thing. Um, I don't really know how she knew this, except... um, So she's, she's like, pretty sure. But then that night... Yeah. That night, the ghost of her husband to Telepolemus appears to her and is like, Thrasilus killed me. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And she's very like, oh, Claudius I knew it. and Hamlet. Or yeah. not Claudia. Hamlet. Whatever Hamlet's father's name was. Hamlet Senior. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hamlet Senior and Hamlet Jr. Omelet. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then. Or no, just ham. Because like Hamlet oh. is like small ham, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that little baby ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big ham. Um was I saying? Oh, right. So uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. The ghost of Telepolemus appears to Charite, um, and is like, "Thrasilus killed me." And and Charite's like, "I knew it." And then he's like, "How did you know that?" Yeah. Um, because somehow she worked it out before the ghost came to tell her. Um, Charite, good detective skills. Yeah. Soon, Thrasilus is like, "Look, I think last time went off a little rough. Let's try this again. Will you marry me?" Uh, so he pulled he a Darcy. <laughs> Yeah. The second time uh, will be sure to work. <laughs> and Charity, and it worked. Charity's like, um, well, kind of. What Charity, do- Charity does is she has her own plan working, right? And she's like, oh, it would be uncouth to marry so soon. We should, we should instead meet in secret. Um, and mm-hmm. so she's like, Thrasilus, come to my chamber tonight. And Thrasilus is like, oh my, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, so then. Thrasilus arrives that night and the maid greets him at the door and says that the mistress is running late, but here's some wine to drink. Mm-hmm. So he's like sitting in the bedchamber drinking some wine, but the wine was spiked with a sleeping poison. It, didn't, it doesn't kill you. It's just going to put you to sleep. It's um, the same stuff that, that her husband used on the robbers. Oh my God. They're so it's, connected. It's wine. <laughs> I mean, I, I, right? Didn't, didn't her husband not actually do anything to the wine? It was just a lot of wine. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, it's a very similar narrative. It's it is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Thrasilus falls asleep, right? And then as he's sleeping, Charite comes into the, the bedchamber. Um, so she also does some, like, really cool, like, one-liners, right? As he's sleeping. Like, I assume that she's, like, you know, like, walking around the bed, like, looking at him in disgust. And she's like, death would be too kind for you. So she takes out a knife and stabs out his eyes. Um, oh, and, and, then, and then just runs off. Um, she she flees out of her house and runs to Telepolemus's grave. All the while, like as she's running, she's yelling all the the crimes that Thrasilus has done. Um, mm-hmm. So like the whole village is like awoken up and is like, oh what? Thrasilus killed Telepolemus. I was gonna say, I hope there's somebody nearby because if she's just shouting it in like very far <laughs> removed estate from everybody else, yeah, like there's one like, shepherd just like standing on a hill with his sheep, just like huh. <laughs> I should write this down. <laughs> <laughs> or like other people are waking up, being like, "Did you hear something?" Nah. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the whole village, but you know, the whole village wakes up and follows her as she's yelling. So she doesn't just like sprint and yell; she's like circling through the village, like yelling. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're all there to witness as she like she gets them all gathered up, and then she runs to Telepolemus's grave, um, and she she runs atop of it, and then stabs herself to join him in death. Um, the story was met with sympathy and sighs, but also with fear, because the men that lived on the land owned by Charite's noble family, um, so with ownership changing, they couldn't be sure of like the stability or the safety of like their future, like um, yeah, yeah. The future livelihood. That's the word. Yeah. Um, so they just, they all decided to leave. So all of these people was like a big max exodus from like Charite's like land. Um, Whoa. So they loaded I up all their I never thought animals. about that idea of like a kind of ghost towns that could happen from those exchanges. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So they loaded up their animals and, the, and the, like all the men departed. Um, anyway, the story continues. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So... We don't actually get any more information about Thrasilus. I guess he just wakes up without eyes. Um, yeah, I feel like there needs to be more justice. Like, they, yeah, I don't he know, should throw have him off, off a cliff, cliff or something. Or something. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, we're starting to understand their, their legal system. That, we we yeah, know exactly. what the sentences are. <laughs> so the villagers, right, all those who had left, um, passed through dangerous territory dominated by wolves. But their biggest trouble was fellow villagers who took them to be bandits. So, like, they came across another group of villagers, and the villagers, like, very similar vibe was like, they're bandits, and so started attacking them. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, they then stopped when they realized, oh, these aren't bandits. These are just other villagers like us um, without, yeah. like, a home. Um, yeah. It, they, uh, some of them might have known. They just were really trying to, like, get some old anger at some of their old neighbors out. They were just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never used to mow your lawn, dude, so... You never returned I know that... my lawnmower. I know you've hey, gone in look... there. <laughs> Yeah, you are a robber. I know you are because you, you never gave it back. <laughs> so the group that, the group then continued until they realized that a young boy was missing from their like their their group. Uh, so they went off to search for him, but their search was interrupted by a shriek. Uh, they reconvened and one man said that he found the boy halfway swallowed by a colossal serpent. Um, oh, whoa. So this was like some really not good area like they really wanted to leave so they actually just they panicked and they just left they just like they just skedaddled out of the spooky wolf infested snake area i think that's um, a good choice i don't think that's where you want to like lay so down your roots like mm-hmm. if, if somebody is uh is taking you through the new community and like you're looking at the model homes and stuff like that and they're like oh man we have a great uh district for schools um we're right down the street from some lovely cafes but there's also a snake that eats kids 
Uh, what? But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I misspoke earlier. Okay. So when I said the story was met with sympathy and size, right? When I went back there and talking about the fear, this yeah. isn't a story within a story anymore. This is referring to the actual people who like owned Lucius at this point, right? Because they were, so we're the ones up to who the were present like, time. Yeah. At that. So all this stuff that happened with the wolf and stuff, Lucius is there with this group okay. of villagers traveling. I miss, I misspoke okay. on that. Um, so yeah. So the group with Lucius then continued, they reconvened and they, they left the snake wolf area. And eventually the band arrived at a city where they auctioned off their animals to afford land. Um, and Lucius was the only animal that would not sell. No one would buy him. Huh. Um, See, this guy also can't apparently find roses during this whole time. Like, exa- yeah, I know. <laughs> luck. Like, at, at least he didn't get castrated. I'll give him that. He hasn't That's died true. and he hasn't been castrated. So he's chilling. But also. A lot of close, lot of close calls, though. Too many close calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so eventually a man shows up to like the auction house or stand or whatever uh and his name is philibus i'm gonna philibus philibus short for filibuster yeah 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 uh so eventually a man named philibus uh negotiated his price down extremely extremely low and would and eventually bought lucius um so philibus brought lucius back to his home and lucius then saw that he'd been sold to a group of cultists who worshiped the syrian goddess um who was who who was known as atargatis and she was like a mother, like fertility goddess. That's and cool. they're not like a violent cult or anything. They would just, they traveled the countryside, like praying and like trying to like spread their goddess's message. Yeah. Um, no, a lot so, of things were kind of cult, cults, I think. Like, yeah. yeah, they were just like, like the, cult, the, cult, the cult of anything. Yeah. Like you would be the cult of yeah. um, Juno or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they traveled the countryside and they would do all sorts of like performative sacrifice through self mutilation, uh, which would supposedly give them the gift of prophecy. And so this is, this is, this is, I think when this book, right. In its historical context is pretty interesting because Lucius, right. Then starts to like voice in his head, all these like doubts. And he's talking about how these people are like scamming these villagers out of their money, right. To like under the impression that they have prophecy, right. Like he's saying, there's no way they can actually see the future when they like yeah. sacrifice to this goddess. Um, so he's kind of getting a behind the scenes or is this before he's kind of seeing their rituals? Like, is he going in it? to it with like this kind of like prejudice of like there's no way or is it or is it that he it's 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 both he has he has he has the prejudice already and then he but then i think also he um he does kind of like see more to it where Mm -hmm. he he sees that they don't ever they're kind of like today's fortune tellers where they just say something really vague and people are like Mm -hmm. oh wow that's like this and he's like oh yeah so he's like he's noticing they're never really they don't commit to any sort of future telling they're just like do their sacrifice charge the villager and then say something really vague um, so he's yeah. just upset that people are scamming these people. So it's an interesting kind of like view of the more like Eastern religions, right? Of just like complete like poppycock. Like they're, they're, it's like nonsense. Yeah. Um, that kind of treatment of it. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the big thing would be: Do they notice if I am a human trapped in a donkey's body? <laughs> and then if not, if that's they, gonna that's that's gonna did, be the I thing. Think, <laughs> if they did, I might start believing in Atargatsis. I'm just saying. I might have um, to become a, a, a real, uh, not recruit, that's not the, uh, a convert. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one day, the cult had made camp on the property of a rich family, and they were entertaining the family with sacrifice and prayer. Um, so dinner that evening was supposed to be a haunch of fine stag, but it was hanging low enough that a dog was able to grab and eat it. Uh, like, you know. Good for the dog. Bad for the people, but good for the dog. <laughs> so the chef was like, oh my god, what am I going to make for dinner? Um uh, He's beside himself. He's like, I 
should kill myself rather than fail my master at a good meal. Um, just, just find some. And just... and his, and as he's about to like slice his throat, his wife is like, whoa, and like grabs his <laughs> hand and like points out the window and they look out the window and they see Lucius chewing on some grass. I guess he's finally decided that he's, he's not above eating grass. Yeah, um, he got hungry and the chef out. is like, the chef is like, oh, honey, you're right. We're having donkey for dinner. And that is that is the end of this episode of the It's a Classic <gasps> podcast. To resume no. in the finale, maybe next to time. To be continued. Yeah, to be continued. Oh, gosh. Poor Lucius. I hope that he turns out okay. I, but maybe we'll find out some good donkey recipes along the way. <laughs> it's true. It's like how to, how to season donkey. But, yeah. yeah, so that was that was books like four through eight of The Golden Ass. What did you, what did you think, Nick? I think that it continues to um, raise the stakes in a very effective way. The donkey uh, stakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the donkey stakes. Uh, no. That's, <laughs> no. What, that's what we're having for dinner. I, I only just got the pun. <laughs> I've, I've been giving so many bad ones, and you could be a good one, and it just flies over it's my not, head. It's not, oh. it's not a good one. It's not, but I, thank you. I, I, it was good enough for me not to notice that it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was... Uh, and I, I'm, I'm excited for it to continue. I really hope that um, our good friend Lucius, he, uh, he gets to, to have to, to, to get out of the situation. I'm sad. I'm sad about uh, Charite and Telepolemus. Yeah. Yeah, Charite and Telepolemus. I was, I was hoping for a happy ending. Yeah, we get none of those. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So, is there a, is there a lesson that we could take away from this section of the, of the story? Um, yes. Yeah? Uh yeah. Uh don't go hunting boars in just groups of two. Because no matter <laughs> how long you've known somebody, there is the possibility that they will kill your horse and then you. True. Always go three deep when you're in a boar. Oh yes, always go three deep when you're in a boar. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the words I live by. All right. I couldn't I I'm gonna put that I'm gonna I'm gonna crochet that on something and hang it on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh so thanks everybody for listening. Tune in next time for the epic conclusion of the story of the Golden Ass and Lucius. Thanks again to Nick for joining me on this episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, goodbye. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs>